Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Monday, June the 21st. Welcome to the first day of summer. Welcome to the day here, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, the longest day of the year, we call it, the the most light. And I am so sad that we're already going to start getting shorter and shorter days because I think the older I get, the more I just love the sunlight and I will miss it as it goes away, but enjoy it uh, while it's going to be here for quite a while. And that's wonderful. Um, those of you who are fathers listening to this, I hope you had a wonderful day yesterday. I hope you had a great weekend, everyone, but uh, particularly you fathers, uh, again, blessings to you and thank you for the way you bless and father us. So uh, let's dive into scripture, my friends. That's why we are here. And we are going to continue with Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. My guess is this will be the last week for that, though. We are going to start chapter 7 today. So if you'd like to follow along, we are going to look at short one today, chapter 7, verses 1 to 5. Let's break open God's Word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Stop judging that you may not be judged. For as you judge, so will you be judged, and the measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me remove that splinter from your eye while the wooden beam is in your eye? You hypocrite. Remove the wooden beam from your eye first. Then you will see clearly to remove the splinter from your brother's eye. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let's set the stage before we uh, dive into this gospel. So you remember last week we learned about the um, threefold, what Jesus talked about with almsgiving and, uh, and prayer and fasting. Don't do it for others to see. He teaches us how to pray. Uh, and a lot of it was, again, let's look at the heart. When you pray, go into your inner room. All those things is how do we become uh, women and men of, of, of pure hearts? And, and how do we open up our, ourselves for that vulnerability that we don't seek that approval in, in an external way, but, uh, but that God, uh, within that place of, of being vulnerable, within that place we commune within us, uh, that we share those, on, those honest um, parts of ourselves and we allow ourselves to be loved there, right? Because God is not afraid to be born into the midst of our, our chaos. So had we uh, read the gospel on Saturday, which is a gorgeous gospel, it was about 10 verses, but it's pretty uh, familiar, when basically at the end of chapter 6, Jesus says, you know, don't be worried. You know, God numbers every hair in your head. Uh, a sparrow doesn't fall to the ground without first, you know, um, without God's knowing about it. Uh, and, and then he says that gorgeous verse, seek first the kingdom of God and, and his righteousness and all these other things that we worry about, you know, you know, and he, and he uses examples of, of what shall I eat or what shall I wear or, 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 you know, what will happen tomorrow? And he says, basically worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, but, but today in the present, because I am the, the, I am, I am the God of the present. Seek first 
you know, his kingdom today, right here, right now. And all these other things that we're worried about, all these other things will be given besides. What a great gospel. So he goes into then today. Okay, so just setting the stage for, again, wonderful teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. Now he's going to focus on judgment. Stop judging that you may not be judged, for as you judge, so will you be judged. And the measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. Now, my friends, I want to say, again, forgive me, I don't need to be arrogant. In, in, in humility, I believe very strongly, uh, I want to say what Jesus, I believe, is saying and what he is not saying, okay? First of all, he's not saying that we should not judge whether an action is right or wrong, good or bad, for our benefit, for the benefit of those around us, for the benefit of, of my loved ones, for the benefit of the church, for the benefits of the community, for the benefits of building the kingdom in the world. We must judge that, brothers and sisters. God did not simply say, check your mind at the door and be a robot and, and you know just think everything's equal and he'll take care of it uh, in the end. He invites us. Remember, Paul says it. Put on the mind of Christ. He invites us to put on that mind. He invites us to be uh, stretched into the full stature of Christ. And part of that is our understanding. It's our wisdom. It's our knowledge. It's our mind. We, we ask the Holy Spirit to bring these gifts to us, right? And we are called to be prudent. We are called to be wise. And, and so in any given circumstance, we are called to judge whether that is a good decision for us or, or a poor one, whether that is going to help us serve others or, or hinder it, whether that is going to help us be who we want to be and who we are called to be and who God meant us to be, or whether it's not. I mean, all those ways. I don't think that's what Jesus is saying here at all. I don't think he's saying, well, just don't judge. Just walk about life and say, oh, you know, I can't judge. Even though you're beating the tar out of that person over there. Well, you know, can't judge. Well, no, I think we can. I think we can to say, listen, stop that. That's creating violence and that's not helping us. Love our, our neighbor, love our enemy as ourselves, all those things. Now, what I think Jesus is saying clearly is we cannot judge the heart of another person. We cannot judge their intent. We cannot and do not have the right to judge them as good or bad. And brothers and sisters, our culture, our world loves to do this. I mean, any TV show or movie you watch, it's going to have a drama. It's going to have people that are good guys and bad guys. And we know that, hey, they get theirs in the end, and that's good. And, uh, and you know, over here, um, that they're the good guys, and, and, and we're rooting for them. And, and that doesn't mean everybody's equal. I'm not, I'm not trying to be Pollyanna here, okay? You know, I'm not saying, you know... Um, <laughs> Let's use the old Nazis. You know, they're a good one to pull out. Oh, you know, it, 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 all things are equal. And and, uh, and Joseph Stalin, you know, he's a good man. And uh, yeah, no, that's, that's what I'm not saying at all. I, I don't know the heart. And I praise God that God is the judge. But here, and, and I think we can judge the actions of the Nazis. And we can judge the actions of, of Joseph Stalin uh, very clearly. But I simply can't judge their heart and their spirit and I and I and I and I need to leave that for God. And I think more than just judging Nazis and judging Stalin, 
I think it's our day-to-day stuff, right? With the people we interact with. And oftentimes, I think, brothers and sisters, again, I don't want to speak to you, but I know I can speak to me, that somehow, and whether it's in my insecurities or whatever, that, that I'll, I'll easily slip into judging someone else. Maybe because that makes me feel better about myself. Uh, maybe because it makes me feel more self-righteous um, and, and okay uh, or, or on solid ground or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know if that's something in our human nature that we just like that, that black and white type of thinking. But what our God is saying is the more we allow ourselves to slip into that, the more, again, I think it stops that flow. Do you remember when Jesus talked about forgiveness, that same type of forgiveness? If you don't forgive others, then your heavenly Father is not going to forgive you. And we talked about how God, I don't think, is reactive that way. But what it means is if we are going to stop the flow of of grace, um, it stops the flow not only around us, it stops it within us. And if I'm going to stop the flow of grace by judging other people and, and judging them as let's be honest, usually not up to our level, that they're not doing as well as we are. And, uh, and I stop the flow of grace to them. I've, I've already painted them in a corner. I've put them there. Then that stops that flow of grace to me as well. And, and in a sense, not only am I stopping that flow of grace, all of a sudden I'm putting myself in a prison, you know, by putting them, you know, in whatever box I'm putting them in and I'm judging them it helps me view the world, or it not helps me. I view the world through those critical um, dichotomy, in, out, black, white uh, lens, and I suspect that they are judging me as well. So in putting them in a box, in a sense, I'm placing myself in a box and myself in a prison because I know they're judging me and I've got to be perfect or else I'm going to be judged. Because I know I'm judging them, and I know those eyes, I know that look, and they're judging me, and we, brothers and sisters, become a world of judgment. And by the measure with I'm measuring out to them, they're measuring it to me. I've talked about as long as I want to on this, and you get the idea, but, but suffice it, I want to say this. You know, I, I think it's an inner thing. I think so much of what Jesus is talking about here in the Sermon on the Mount is he's challenging us to go within um, and say, listen, if I've got something in my eye and I see my neighbor has something in their eye too, rather than judge them and say, oh, they're blind as a bat. They don't, don't they know this? Are they foolish? You know, and, and I could use other words, by the way. Um, you know, rather than doing that, my own vision is impaired, right? By what I've got. And brothers and sisters, I think what our gospel, I think what spirituality, I think what our God invites us to all the time is say, all right, stop, Joe. Before you point outward and say they don't have it right, how do I deal with the own, my own baggage that I've got that, that limits my own vision? And when, and do we ever get to that point, by the way, that our vision is fully clear? I don't know that we do, and maybe that's the irony of, of what Jesus is saying here, is how do we just work on our own stuff in order to, to help this be redeemed, all my intentions and all my inner thoughts and inner dialogue and my splinters 
be they in any number of areas and any number of, of ways that they embed themselves within me? How can I invite God in the grace of the Holy Spirit to work on healing me in order, in order that I may bring that healing grace to others? If, brothers and sisters, I'm pointing out in self-righteousness, if I'm pointing out that I'm better than and they're not as good as, I stop the flow of grace and I separate. And, and neither of those are from the Holy Spirit, right? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. It's things that build up, not things that divide. We're called to judge actions and whether they build up or divide. And those that divide, we are called to stay away from. We're called to say, hey, you know, um, is this prudent? Is this wise for us as a community, us as a family, whoever, to be making these decisions? But we are not called to judge other human beings. Last thing I'll say on this, and then I want to talk about a feast day today. Um, and that is, there's, uh, you know, I think this came from the Sufi legend. I've used it once before, I believe, if memory serves. But it's this idea of a, a young man growing up and said, when I was in my teens and 20s, uh, I was going to change the world. But by the time I got to the 30s and 40s, I realized that was a bit high. And then I scaled it back and said, I'm going to change my country. And by the time I got into my 50s and 60s, I realized that was too much. And I said, I'm going to change my community. And by the time I got into my 70s and 80s, I realized even that was too much. And my focus said, I'm simply going to work on changing me. I think there's spiritual wisdom in that, brothers and sisters. I think that's where God invites us today. So it's a feast day, St. Aloysius Gonzaga. One would think, perhaps, he is the patron saint of really, really, really good basketball teams. But he's not. He is the patron saint of youth. So let's talk a little bit about Aloysius. Lived in the height of the Renaissance, and he grew up in Florence, and he was a, a, a person of means, uh, came from a family of means. So he was a later 1600s, born, again, family had means, but, but by the age of seven, I want you to listen to these ages because it's incredible. By the age of seven, he experienced a profound sense of God. And he did daily prayers, not just a little bit, but offices. He did the office of Mary, the Psalms, and other devotions at the age of seven. By the age of nine, he left his hometown uh, to go to Florence. So he grew up in the, in the neighborhood of Florence, went to Florence to be educated. By 11, 11, he was teaching the catechism to the poor of Florence and fasting three days a week. By the age of 13... He and his family went to Spain, and he was part of the court of, uh, I want to say King Philip II. Um, and uh, the more he saw what court life looked like, royal life, uh, a life of means, the more he uh, didn't want it. Now, his dad wanted him to be a military man, a hero, and he did not want that at all. And so he told his dad, and of course, that was when the battles between he and his father began. His dad wanted him. And, and he brought all of his friends and all the pressure to bear on Aloysius to, to be in that vocation of the military life. But Aloysius won out, and he joined the Jesuits um, and, uh, and then began 
you know, in fact, they even said he had a new type of penance once he joined the Jesuits in that they told him he couldn't pray all the time, but only at set times during the day, and that he couldn't just stay in his cell praying, but he had to go out and socialize with the other people. And he uh, had to eat everything that was given to him rather than just fasting. So it was like, <laughs> Aloysius, come on, man. You're like way over on this side, and we got to get you to be moderation, everything in moderation. Um, he died at the age of 23 in 1591. The plague slept, uh, swept, it didn't sleep, it swept Europe. He was in Rome at the time and the Jesuits built a hospital and he ministered to those who were uh, uh, patients and who had contracted the plague. And in ministering to them and washing them and feeding them, he himself contracted it and died at the age of 23. So again, what his life can invite us to is saying, are we willing to make choices? I mean, at, at 7, at 9, at 11, at 13, he was making decisions that paved the way for the rest of his life. He and his father, in renouncing his, his inheritance, in renouncing his, uh, his, his, um, his family life and, and what they, all the goods that they had with that, he was making a decision for the kingdom of heaven but one that would um, distance him from people he loved. Are we willing to make hard decisions, my friends, for the kingdom? Uh, and uh, like Aloysius did. And are we willing to, to work on our left-handed dribble to make sure that they don't lose in the championship game this coming year? Let's pray. We uh, begin the Sorrowful Mysteries this week. And so, again, let's just trust our God in all things that he knows what we need. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first sorrowful mystery, the agony in the garden. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have a wonderful Monday. Have a great week coming up, and I look forward to sharing that with you uh, as we open the scriptures on the Sermon on the Mount this week. God's peace.